Hello and welcome back to another exciting episode of the District Connect podcast. I'm thrilled to have a remarkable guest with us today, someone who's at the forefront of innovation in education. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet Rishishiondo, the co-founder of Funke Science. We had the privilege of recording an insightful podcast with her, where she shared her valuable experiences as part of the Mastercard Foundation a Tech Fellowship Program. In today's episode, Tracy will take us on a journey through her startup's mission and vision, and most importantly, shed light on her incredible journey and the impact of the EdTech Fellowship Program on her venture. So if you're ready to be inspired and gain valuable insights into the world of EdTech innovation, stay tuned. Tracy, the mic is yours. My name is Tracy Shiundu, and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Funky Science. Funky Science is a platform where we teach uh, fun science learning to children. So we do that through online lessons, offline lessons, and by getting science kits for them. Um, we came up with this solution because we realized that there's a problem around practical learning of science in Kenya and in Africa as a whole. So we saw that science first is taught very abstract. So that means um, there's no hands-on interaction in the lab setting. You're not doing experiments in the lab setting and that sort of thing. So this greatly inspired me and my co-founder to build it because we experienced the same with um, some of our classmates at the University of Nairobi where they're not very confident in the lab setting. They didn't understand what they were supposed to do. Uh, they didn't know how to use simple um, apparatus in the lab. So we said, okay, you know what, uh, this is a problem and we need to now look deeper into it and figure out what, what the solution could be and what we could do. So that's when we decided let's do online sessions, uh, offline sessions, practical experiments um, and doing these experiments that are so simple and so easy with the material that you can do it from your house. So we always say that at the end of the day, the joy is to make your kitchen into your science lab. So do simple experiments using simple material and just to demystify science. And that's been our joy going forward. All right, thank you very much, Tracy, for that lovely introduction and as well insight into what you're trying to do within the Funky Science um, organization. So I'll just quickly jump over to the first question of this particular um, conversation. And um, I think I just want to understand, uh, ideally, what was your motivation to participate within the IHAB Mastercard Foundation EdTech Fellowship Program? Um, could you share a couple of your expectations and goals that you had for your organization mm -hmm. um, as you joined this particular program? So truthfully, I, um, the main reason why we joined up was to um, get, uh, how do I put it, get like mentorship, but okay. not, I don't, I don't call it mentorship, but I say guidance. Nice. Uh, because as we were building our product, there were certain aspects of the product that we felt we need a larger group of people to test. So we felt by joining the fellowship, we would get access to students, teachers, even parents, just to talk to them, get a feel of what they know, get a feel of how they understand the product. The other thing that we really wanted to do is round um, comms and our creative side. Mm -hmm. So we've always had this in-house conversation around how our logo looks, if our logo is scary, um, who do we speak to? We need professionals to help us build, especially around that. So the logo, make it look more appealing to children right. and to parents. Um, so that was one thing that stood out for us because um, my co-founder always believes, as much as he does the creative stuff, he says, I'm not trained in this, I'm not strong enough, but um, I can still do it. So we wanted also an expert to come in, look at what we're doing and say, okay, this is the way you can do it. Maybe you can change it. Because a bit of a backstory, um, our first logo was a face of Einstein. So it was a cartoon-like face of Einstein and everything. And we were so happy with it. Mm -hmm. We were also, um, we, we, you know, we were giving ourselves psych and hype. And this is the best logo we've ever this come up it. with. Yeah. When we went to the market, 
but I was like that thing is scary it's wow. scaring my children <laughs> when we are thinking but we love Einstein yeah. so anyway fast forward we changed it to the shapes that they are now but we still don't feel very comfortable so being part of the program we decided okay we could build some of those things around our logo okay. and also enhance our product so sort yeah. of speak to more clients and we thought by being part of the fellowship we'd get that um, benefit to speak to people get to understand what they're saying about science in particular mm. um, get feedback from them and also of course build um, moment slowly by slowly and get momentum in the market as well all right yeah. um, so you've been able to just to highlight to us what you are aiming for to, to get as part of the program mm -hmm. but then now you have been part of the program yes. you've been able to join the program yes. so since joining the program what specific resources and support have you received from uh, mastercard foundation and i have been itself um, that have been instrumental to your startup so many. Um, off the top of my head, um, learning science fees. Right. Um, initially, when we were creating our pro our product, we were not teachers. Mm -hmm. So my co-founder and I are BSc students. He did geology, I did industrial chemistry. Right. So we know the science. Yeah. But then how to speak to children about it and how to break it down into a lesson, mm -hmm. uh, some of those things could be were a bit tricky for us. Right. So interacting with the team, I think that's Tabitha and Nisi, they've really helped us think around how uh, to make sure that our learners are learning yeah. because there's one thing of doing the experiment and enjoying it because mm. you can enjoy science experiments you can enjoy them thoroughly yeah. but then uh we had to be sure that our students are learning mm -hmm. so tabitha has really gave us given us a lot of questions a lot of guidance to help us think through um whatever session we're doing or even building the science kit is the child learning at the end of the day so that at the end at, at the end of everything that we're doing, we make sure that the learner is learning because that's the yeah. whole idea of being here, transferring information to somebody else. The other one that I think we've done very heavily is also around product development. So um, when we joined, we were semi-online, semi-offline. So it's a mixture of both. And now we're trying to actually build the online platform and try to figure out what it would look like and how it would look like. Um, being, of course, non-tech as a founder, so my co-founder is the one who's always like gearing like let's plan it to look like this and that mm -hmm. sort of thing so also building that expertise and getting that sort of help from the program has also helped us uh, because now we know what we want our online platform to look like the direction it's supposed to take um, the number of you know just everything around that yeah. so that has really helped the other one I think was around partnerships mm -hmm. so there are certain things we never thought of as this could be a specific partner mm -hmm. and I think the real and team has really like shown okay you never thought of XYZ being a partner. Think of them being a partner as well and helping yeah. you build your product and helping mm -hmm. you build your business. So we've actually started a process of actually reaching out to some of these people mm -hmm. and building that uh, relationship. Because before we just thought, you know, we could just go to schools and that sort of thing. Yeah. But they've made us think wider and mm -hmm. sort of redirect our attention towards even some of the smaller groups of people who we could work with mm -hmm. to help us grow uh, further. All right. Well, thank yes. you very much for that. Um, and as you were taking part in this particular program, as you mm -hmm. got um, access to this kind of resources, mm -hmm. um, are there any particular kind of um, UK learning key insights that you've been able to pick up through um, some of these expectations, some of these um, calls that you've had with our own team as mm -hmm. well, that you've probably been able then to um, um, apply within your own business strategy? So off the top of my head, mm -hmm. people management. <laughs> when you start a business, you know, you're uh -huh. just thinking, ah, we're going to run and just run the yeah. whole way through. Uh -huh. But um, also managing a team because when you came in here, we were quite lean. Okay. Um, we're a team of six people and at least two times who come in occasionally. Mm -hmm. And I think the team for people have also helped us think around 
how best to manage people so we didn't have a very structured onboarding um sort of system and we didn't didn't have sort of contracting and that sort of thing so they really come in and showed us like you can do this yeah. and then you can have a progression and then you can also have a plan around how you're going to hire because sometimes even you just hire because you you feel i'm tired mm-hmm. <laughs> i've done this like 20 times let me bring in someone, someone. to do it yeah. but you see also the, the at the back of your mind you also have to question i'm hiring this person to come and work for the business mm-hmm. will the revenue be able to sustain them for up to a year plus or thereabout or how long their contract is yeah. so they really made us think around that and also around culture um for us we push our culture around um innovation asking questions and thinking outside the box mm-hmm. so um the team also ha- asked us if that's your culture towards what you're teaching the kids then you must make sure that as you teach the children in the schools and you go to learners and you teach them around innovation asking questions breaking boundaries thinking outside the box mm-hmm. that same culture should apply in your business yeah. so even it's it's giving me time to have also regular check-ins with the team mm-hmm. so to ask them do you feel like this is what is happening yeah. is this um something that you that we are doing can we do it better because i have also seen employers we can be very what's the word driven towards a certain goal or towards mm-hmm. sales mm-hmm. so we forget that there are people who are driving those sales and they've That's actually right. made us remember especially my co-founder and i remember that there are people who drive what you're doing in your business yeah. make sure that you're able to accommodate them and in the p- position that we're not able to accommodate can we sit down on the table and agree on what we're supposed to do all right yeah. um that's actually quite insightful for myself as well so thank you very much for that <laughs> so uh, allow me just to move on to the next bit of our conversation and i just wanted just to find out uh, more of some of the milestones or achievements that mm-hmm. your startup has been able to reach during the participation within this particular program okay I think the biggest one for us would be our reach now for schools. Okay. So I think there's some sort of uh, publicity that comes with being part of the program. Mm-hmm. And then now being part of the program now it brings in the whole aspect of now people have trust on your brand and your mm-hmm. product and what you're selling. So we've gotten more collabs for schools trying to wanting to do more experiments with us. Okay. So I actually in the process of trying to close some of those deals with some of those schools yeah. doing demos with them demos with their students just to try and figure out uh what's going on. Mm-hmm. The other funny/good thing that came out of it mm-hmm. is we may have um another revenue model that may not we thought about it previously but now it's waking up again mm-hmm. was doing birthday parties. So people want science for birthday parties and now they're reaching out because we're able to now take videos of our yeah. sessions and show them happening and that sort of thing so people can ask okay do you do birthday parties my son is turning xyz my daughter is turning xyz she loves science can you do birthday parties so like yeah we can oh, we do wow. birthday parties of course there's no learning aspect so <laughs> tabitha don't ask me a question about how they are learning Yeah. This is fun vibes and enjoying yourself. Absolutely, yeah. So um that's that's something that came up very interestingly for us and we're trying to see also what else we can build from right. there coming up. Yeah. All right that's that, that's actually quite interesting especially the the aspect of Zola is coming up with a new model as well for your organization. Even I can see I they appeal to actually having even a science themed kind of party, party. as well. Blow oh, up, wow. Blow up people's houses. Truly truly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um uh, I love we actually just coming up to wrap up this particular conversation. Oh, no. So <laughs> truly. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, so as an entrepreneur yourself, um mm-hmm. having walked this particular journey um within our accelerator program, mm-hmm. um what advice would you give to other tech entrepreneurs who are considering joining similar kind of programs or who are looking to, you know, grow their own startups in um within their tech space? 
mm-hmm. <laughs> already being an entrepreneur is a journey in its own <laughs> That's so true. i think it's build and also be patient as you build okay. um because if i was to talk about my how do i put it my six year overnight success huh? mm-hmm. <laughs> it could even be 10 year yeah. overnight wow. success okay. huh? yeah. um it's taken time because we even started with this concept way back in 2009 yeah 2009 when we were we were not charging we're not doing it as a business mm-hmm. but we're just you know going yeah. out there and having fun doing experiments mm-hmm. so um i'd say it's around being patient and mm-hmm. building your customer base as you go mm-hmm. because at the end of the day your customer base is your community so that those are the people who vouch for you yeah. um and i think sometimes as entrepreneurs we're always down there writing and working and building and doing things mm-hmm. but also try as much as possible to talk to people and build relationships yeah. uh where i have reached right now is through talking building relationships and always being out there so even as entrepreneurs speak about what you're doing mm-hmm. um I know there's this African mentality of oh I'm being humble. Mm. It's nice to be humble, yeah? yeah. But it's also good to tell people what you're doing. Yeah. Show up and tell people what you're doing. Mm. And if you're supposed to do something for somebody, always show up yeah. and show up as your genuine self. Mm-hmm. Because um through my journey, I've seen that when you show up as your authentic self, mm-hmm. when you tell your story in an authentic way and it's and it's um open enough to connect with people because the more we speak, the more now people realize, oh yeah, she's actually going through or he's actually going through what I'm going through yeah. and by sharing that story we're able to build each other mm-hmm. so it's more of just continuing to speak be authentic and always share whatever story you have so that you can help others grow and the main thing also around um just being part of this fellowship and I've tried as much as possible to do mm-hmm. is always continue meeting new people yeah. um new people always have fresh ideas they always um have a new perspective as to what you're doing mm-hmm. um it's not that you take everything and say okay yeah. they say do this no yeah. but you should also sift through what you're told and what you see and what you learn to mm-hmm. make you better mm-hmm. make your business better and also at the end of the day it might also help you impact your team and your product and make everything look better in the long run hmm? right. daisies and rainbows Actually, <laughs> really. uh, allow me just to ask a question um, based on what you just mentioned. Yeah. So I think I'm just trying to understand. So you did give, um, you you began the the whole process of the whole ideation be- behind Funky Science in 2009. Mm-hmm. But then that's when you give it a try. Then put, let me just say, probably put a pause for it for, for a while. Then mm-hmm. came back in 2021. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the Funky Science story is <laughs> an interesting one. Okay. Because even I think I did mention this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, because I always give the abridged version of our story. Our story is long, oh, wow, long. Okay. Uh-huh. So you know, I have to be sure, not overstating. Right, um, but in 2009, mm-hmm. um, I was invited by a friend to do science experiments mm-hmm. for a literary event called Story Moja. Yeah. So they never usually had scientists doing the uh, the science um, sessions. So mm-hmm. they said, Ah, Jesse, to do some science course, mm-hmm. come. Then um, by then, I think Dennis and I were very good friends. So mm-hmm. I told him we've been called for something. <laughs> show up uh-huh. and then you know you're in campus yeah. you're looking for some money and they're paying you some good money so like yeah. ah, let's go we're just be, playing with baking soda and vinegar how hard can that be yeah. so we did that 2009 and every and i think between 2009 to about 2012 mm-hmm. that's quite long like three years yeah. so every year we're doing these experiments and every year we keep telling ourselves no we should do this as a business but we need to finish school but we should do this as a business you know because mm-hmm. parents were getting excited about it teachers were getting excited students were getting excited about it so you know yeah. and and it was just giving us that validation like this is something that the market needs and that sure. was way back in 2009 yeah. um then 
I think 2012 we graduated, mm. got different jobs going on and that sort of thing. Yeah. So he was working on um, funky science a bit. Mm. So he was working on it, I think, around 2012, 2013, 2014. We're just trying to test, okay. figuring out what you can do and that sort of thing. Yeah. In the midst of all that, I think even um, Story Moja was calling us for some events and mm. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're not doing them as funky science. We're doing yeah. them as scientists from University of Nairobi and that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, then come 2016, mm-hmm. We actually now tested it with a school and the school was like yeah this thing is good it's legit and they paid for it mm-hmm. we're like oh we can make money out yeah, of this you know yeah, yeah. so it was that was the interesting part so mm-hmm. we then did our first like business name registration in 2017. Mm-hmm. so registering in 2017 was sort of like just to formalize it oh, so okay. that if someone wants to write a check they can write it to funky science yeah, but otherwise it was not even linked to mm-hmm. say a company and anything like that yeah. so it was just a business name to show it exists it then um, come now learning around doing touching breaking stuff mm-hmm. then 2021 we decided okay you know what we've been doing this long enough mm-hmm. let's now make it a limited liability and register as a company yeah. so 2021 is when we registered as a company mm-hmm. after everything we went through during covid because covid also showed us something mm-hmm. um that when you do like the online live sessions with google meet mm-hmm. there are children who want to do science experiments yeah. so we didn't really like uh, like how people say some businesses died during COVID like us mm. were thriving yeah. <laughs> and created other sort of um, I say revenue models because from yeah. just doing the online live sessions mm-hmm. um, parents now are saying okay you sent me this booklet of experiments mm-hmm. um, I ha- these materials I have to go to textbook center I have to go to Kaku I have to go to visit so many yeah. shops please just put them in a box and sell like okay cool you guys want that yeah. <laughs> we'll give you yeah. so we actually the, the science kids were actually born because of COVID. Oh. So it was an idea, but then yeah. now we're like, okay, now let's implement it 100%. Sure. So that's how now, like, we've been going on since then. Yeah. So even when anyone, like some of even my campus friends, they're always like, you know, you've been running with this since. Like, yes, we have been <laughs> running with it since 2009. Yeah. And now is when we've reached the certain strides we've done. So in the mm-hmm. middle of it, you know, uh, as much as that we thought the idea was in 2009 yeah. in the middle of course things happened family yeah. kids graduation mm-hmm. um, African parents saying you must get a job they don't understand entrepreneurship yeah. so you know figuring that out then I think now 2021 I, I guess was when it was our turning point mm-hmm. um, and then I decided okay you know what let's let me do this 100% let's put our feet into it and mm-hmm. run with it who knew that we were going to get all these things yeah, coming up yeah. with it? So it's what has built up to now here and what you're doing now. In a nutshell. <laughs> in, in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious, what would you say, what would you believe um, is the difference? Because I kind of feel it's also the, the thing with, um, with entrepreneurship and mm-hmm. just um, being a business owner. At times the idea can be great, but the timing might just be wrong. Yes. So in your particular scenario, in your particular situation, what would you say? Um, is the difference between um, funky science in 2009, funky science in 2000, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what do you feel made it um, thrive, really grow, mm-hmm. as compared to probably funky science in 2009 that probably you weren't able to um, highlight at that point in time? So, honestly, mm-hmm. 2009, I'd say I was a very confused 19 year old. Ha! Huh? Now I can do my age. Count, <laughs> huh? I'm not shy. No, so, mm-hmm. um, at that time, of course, I don't know anything about running a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most leadership experience I have is either being a prefect in school <laughs> or a class rep. <laughs> so you do nothing yeah. about managing people. Uh-huh. So, of course, as we were running uh, the business together with Dennis, yeah. um, 
I guess with us, our relationship, we, were, we already knew we we wanted to run this and wanted to do it in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But of course, as you run the two of you, there are other people who have different opinions. Mm-hmm. So these different opinions and versions of the story change. So yeah. you have to also now decide how you're going to accommodate them. Mm-hmm. Of course, at that point in time, um, some of, I made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And there are some people who I didn't understand what the prog- pro- program was or for, what we were supposed to do together. Mm-hmm. So I think even as a leader at that time, I was not... How do I put it? Polished enough to run what was going on, or okay. to even be able to build or push the team in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So between 2009, I normally say between 2009 and maybe around 2016, 2017, mm-hmm. I was still like uh, groping in the dark, trying to figure out. Okay, so they said they want this, yeah. but I want this. How do we come together? Yeah. So I think uh, over time, as I've grown uh, the business, as I've also grown my skill, mm-hmm. gone through different um, courses to build leadership and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I feel like now. I, I would have been I'm a better person now to run the business than I was back then yeah. and of course I've gone through enough experience to mm-hmm. build me now to help us build it to the next level right. um, if funky science reaches a different level where I am not able to do of course it's a point where you now step aside and say okay let somebody else run it and I'm very open to doing that because I've only stated that now after all my experiences saying that um, for every single thing that you're doing in life, there's always a time for it. And as you're doing it or building it, you could be the right person, you could be the wrong person, or you could be the right person to just hold it for a few minutes, mm-hmm. juggle it, and then pass it on to the next person. And I really believe in that because by passing it on or passing on the mantle, you always grow businesses because that's how even um, like legacy businesses have grown, family yeah. businesses have grown. They've always passed it down to somebody who actually understands what's going on. So that's yeah. that's something that I've seen, yeah. All right, all right. Thank you very much. Um, I, I do know we did aggress the topic with it, but allow me just to come back on track. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, this um, as a final question, I'm here. So, so first of all, thank you very much yes, for taking the time to be here today. I very much appreciate you. I, lo- and I love talking. Truly, truly, <laughs> and we are very much love listening to your story as well. Something that's quite interesting. You're, uh, you're a very great storyteller. Uh, so yes, but yes, as as a final question. So looking ahead, what would you say are your plans for your organization? Um, after completing this particular accelerator program that we have with the Mastercard Foundation, how do you envision your organization growing and impacting the tech space? Mm-hmm. Good question. So already being part of this uh, fellowship, I've already, I think, spoken to maybe three or four startups in the program that are actually interested in having our content. I'm like, yeah, that's good. So we're actually part- working on, like this one, we're already even in the very advanced stages of just doing a partnership and trying to sort of figure out what we can do best together. And that's one thing I like, because I, as I mentioned, I love always speaking to people because they always give you a perspective to either help you grow or move to the next level. So um, that is one of the things that I am very excited about, partnering with different um, organizations that actually um, we have the same goal. Mm. So we all want to impact the learners. And I always see it as it's not competition, but we're complementing each other. Mm. So as we keep building those building blocks, that's one thing I want us to do together. So um, what I've seen is if you just move together, then Mm. we impact a larger group of people. So that's what uh, my plans are trying to also work together with different communities. So there's the EdTech East Africa group where Mm. we actually have other meetups with them, even still partnering with the iHub team and see what other science experiments or activities we can do together just to grow the reach of people here. So I've seen those as the small, like let's say short-term goals, but long-term in the larger space is now impact a a wider group. Mm. 
So right now we're doing schools within Kenya and maybe sorry within Nairobi and its outskirts. Uh, hoping to grow outside Nairobi and keep building outside and within Kenya. So the thought is also now to move East Africa wide. The joy of EAC that quote unquote technically we're borderless so mm. we can actually move content from one side to another move people yeah. move product from one side to another because well we've signed a treaty and it's good to go mm -hmm. so what if my science kids are being used to teach stem in tanzania and i've converted it to swahili sanifu and then you know even in uganda being used to teach science yeah. the joy of science is that it does not change as you move across borders mm. if an acid turns red with litmus paper mm -hmm. in Kenya, it will definitely turn red in Morocco. So there's no difference. So yeah. the joy of science is that it's transferable. Okay. And that's one thing I want to keep building and pushing mm -hmm. so that we grow not just within Kenya um, and not just regionally, but within the continent as we go forward. All right. Thank yeah. you very much for that. Um, do you have any parting shot before we wrap up this particular conversation? <laughs> Anything that you'd like to tell our listeners? Uh, so interesting. I'll just have to selflessly and selfishly plug ourselves. So okay. if you want, you can actually follow us on social. So it's uh, Funky Science. Everyone calls it Funky, Funken, Funke, whichever, you know, as long as you have fun, but spell it right. So it's um, Funky Science. And then you can follow us on every single page. So we have TikTok, we have Instagram, we have YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitter as well where we could actually we actually showcase our experiments and then if anybody sees me but probably yeah if the picture is there <laughs> you could always uh refer to me as professor tj i love being called that i'm still a bandia professor but eventually <laughs> i will earn the title of professor and actually be called a real professor soon and very soon all right, <laughs> all right. thank you yeah. very much for that thank you very much Tracy. again as mentioned taking the time to be here today oh, and sharing me. your story within the organization within the program just your story as as funky science um this has been it ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening to the district connect podcast we hope that you have found this conversation to be both enlightening and um enjoyable as well have yourselves a lovely rest of the day this is goodbye from myself and tracy bye bye, -bye. ciao <laughs>